Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with your host, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and local advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener, your host, Ken Lane, here every week talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona. And hasn't this been a nice monsoon season? We've, I was flying back, uh, let me think here, I was flying from Orlando, Florida, connected up in Denver, Denver to Prescott. Great flight. If you're flying east, anywhere east from Prescott, Arizona, grab the United flight that flies out of here two or three times a day. It is so easy to connect anywhere you want on the planet in Denver. Going west, it's a little more awkward if you're taking teams like colleagues, work things. They don't quite, there's not as many connecting flights to, to L.A., Coming back home. So, but if you got to go somewhere, uh, you're going to, I don't know, Portland, you can go to LA, come back. It's coming back that gets you. You can't get back home quite fast enough. But coming from east, going from Prescott East, super easy. We're flying over from Denver to here, and it is, it's greener in Arizona than it is in Colorado. I mean, just you could see where the monsoon pattern had come. Things are greening up all of the stock tanks. They are full. You ranchers have got to be happy. And so things are just greening, looking really good. So are your yards. You can tell your evergreens, those native uh, pinion pines, ponderosas, your native uh, uh, junipers, the, the ceanothus, the Apache plumes, the, oh, they just look so happy. They've been on life support for. Almost a decade for years, all of a sudden they've got a full on, full season monsoon pattern like they're wanting, used to, and things are happy. Your landscape, things that are on a drip system, that's that's not real watering. That's taking very alkaline water coming out of your tap and then throwing it out there on the roots with minimal drips, with a terrible pattern. It's not getting the whole root zone, it's not pushed deep enough. But when it rains like this, so we've had um, over, I'm, I'm seeing people showing their, their rain gauges, four, five, six inches of rain in the last month. We've had over four and a half at our house. And so this that's, that's a lot of rain. That's a good monsoon pattern for the mountains of Arizona. It seems like it's all from Payson all the way over. Of course, I'm in an airplane flying at, I don't know what they fly at, 20, 25,000 feet. I'm not quite sure where I'm at. I know there's a Grand Canyon. I can see that. Uh, you kind of know Flagstaff, but I'm not sure the pattern. But it all seemed pretty green once you passed over the Rockies and you came this way. It was looking really good. Some things to watch. This, this is everything, everything. I mean, absolutely everything grows faster during the monsoons. It loves it. So uh, we've got a... a a whole house humidifier and room humidifiers. Usually, I'm filling those humidifiers up every other day. It's been over a week now that I haven't had to. Add. It's been so humid, so it's like perfect inside the house, outside the house. Your plants are responding to that. And then we had some lightning storms uh, earlier in the week. I mean, lightning as it burns through the the clouds. Literally, lightning will burn the air, which releases some nitrogen. It blends in with this perfectly balanced pH 
rainwater, then it comes down on the forest, down on your landscape, down on your flowers, down on everything, and it is the best. This is Mother Nature taking care of herself, and we just all benefit. It's that. It's the best. The drip system that you have, it's not the best. It's life support that, that fills in the gaps between these monsoonal rain patterns. We're, we're in for more rain. I mean, it, it's uh, July, August, first part of September, typically are our monsoon, and that slides. I mean, who can predict Mother Nature? My goodness. But the weeds are growing like crazy. The weeds are, they're growing fast. I'm noticing that I'm seeing some mildew showing up here at the garden center. It was the Waters Garden Center in Prescott. So you kind of know where, you're, this is broadcast everywhere. Kind of know where I'm located. But if you're in the broadcast zone of this radio station, this podcast, it's probably showing up in your yard too. And so you're seeing this white coating showing up on the foliage. And so it'll actually coat the entire foliage. This this mildew will actually start eating the sugars from the plant and literally it will suffocate the plant if you let it go. Don't let it go. This is serious and you can catch it early. So I'm noticing some mildew on my my squash, some pumpkins, uh, some of the, uh, um, I saw it on some honeysuckle. So look for white roses, they get on roses. Look for this white, almost looks like like talcum powder or something on the on the leaves, not so much the flowers. It'll be in the lower parts of the foliage where it stays it's it's more shaded, stays moist longer. But these things, these mildew type of, of bacterial uh, types of, of plant disease, they like this moist, humid, warm. It's like this is the perfect environment for them to take off. So kind of monitor. Go out and watch it. If you, if you see it super easy, there's a couple organics that we sell here at the garden center. Neem oil, N-E-E-M, so neem oil. We sell it under the label of triple action. Really good at taking out mildew. Uh, what it does, that oil coats the spore and doesn't allow it to, to spread. Very effective. 100% organic. There's another one called Revitalize, which is another biological control that's really effective at taking out mildews. But you got to spot it first before it gets too bad. Once it gets really like the whole plant is covered, now we need to break out the big guns and some of those aren't so organic. They're just not, they're more, they're just, catch it early. You can keep it really safe for the birds, you, the pets, the kids. It's easier. If in doubt, take a leaf, put it in a Ziploc baggie. We don't want to, this spreads really easily. But bring it in a Ziploc baggie. We can stick it underneath the microscope. We'll show you the spores. We can go, oh yeah, that's it. You got it. Good eye. So if you're not sure, or you're new to gardening, or you're just, you're, you're more desert- type of gardening, you're just not sure about the mountain garden, come see us. Well, idea, just please, if you could, this is for all garden center owners throughout northern Arizona, please don't take a diseased leaf into your nursery, just exposed, because it's just spreading. You keep the windows open to your car, it's spread through your neighborhood, you bring it into the nursery, it spreads to all over, this stuff spreads so easy. Ziploc baggies, though, or a jar or something, just kind of isolate it. And we we can we don't mind doing that if if you come in with an open leaf we're kind of we're, we our hairs on the back of our necks go up we're kind of going whoa whoa we'll come to you we'll come to you don't don't bring that in here so just kind of things to watch for another one I heard I uh, had the first one it was really interesting had a sycamore tree and uh, had oozing bark it's this brown gooey 
sap coming out of the bark. Usually this is this shows up on the that wild like Siberian or Chinese elm. It's called slime flux. It's a bacteria, just the same thing. Gets underneath the bark and starts eating the tree, that, that sugar area just underneath the bark. It starts eating that sugar. And the tree is trying to flush this this goo, this bacteria out of this, this out of its system. There's no cure for it. And so a friend of mine, you know, texted me, going, Ken, what is this? I'm going, that's slime flux. What's it on? Sycamore. Oh my gosh, any cure? No. Fertilize it, make sure the tree is healthy. And then one part bleach to 10 part water, just your regular old Clorox. One, 10 to one, one, one Clorox, 10 water, and just coat that area. Maybe do it a couple times. It's not a cure, but it'll it'll knock it back some so that the fertilizer can kick in. So maybe it can grow over that diseased area. So you're just making the you're taking the pressure off of that tree. So it's slime flux. Look for that. If you've seen oozing, gooey bubbles, those are all of high concern. They are very dangerous for your trees. Seems like it's mainly on the trees right now. But just take them on. It's not epidemic. We're not. We're not talking. It's taking over the forest. It's just if you have it in your yard, you know, my name's Ken. We're just friends. We're talking over the back fence. This is showing up at some, some of my friend's house. Uh, you, you might want to check your trees too. And if you see that, come talk to us. We'll show you how to deal with it. But right now, the, for this other buddy of mine, I just say, hey, John, just take take one part bleach, 10 part water, coat that area, fertilize it with the all-purpose 744 fertilizer. You know, pray over it, do all that stuff you do, and probably a sycamore grows so fast in this kind of weather, it'll grow its way out of it. Got a lot in store for you, but we have Lisa Waters Lane coming in with your garden questions right after this. Hold on. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Join him every week for timely garden advice right for the gardens. Visit Ken where he can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Waters Garden Companion plants for August are Radio Red Salvias, Butterfly Bush, and Trumpeting Vine. Large clusters of red and orange flowers create a dramatic show all season long with Waters Trumpet Vine. This vigorous vine thrives in heat and blooms profusely with neglect. Quickly covers large areas as a ground cover, spilling over retaining walls, screening a fence, or cloaking arbors. Guaranteed to attract more hummingbirds and only found at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. I hate weeds. Monsoon rains are so refreshing, even my landscape comes alive, but so do my weeds. Stop weeds in their track in one simple step. Waters Weed and Grass Stopper spreads like fertilizer. It kills weed seed before monsoon rains allow them to sprout. No need to weed. It's safe for trees, even flower beds, and so much safer than that toxic waste the big box sells. Weed and Grass Stopper, and only found at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You've been listening to Ken Lane, the Mountain Gardener. Green thumbs learned while working in the Family Garden Center. Now welcome back to the Mountain Gardener. And we are back with Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. She comes each week with your garden questions. Just what are your neighbors talking about? And so she comes and just shares those. Welcome back to the studio, Lisa. Thank you. I've missed you this week. Terribly, terribly, terribly. You have been the traveler. You know what's fun? What? The pandemic's over. Truly, it's over. And so travel, the airports are busy. Mm -hmm. They're open. The hotels are full. 
uh, conventions. So, so in, in the fall season, so late summer, fall is when garden centers get ready for the following year. Mm-hmm. So the, the industry, garden centers, the breeders, those are people that create life, they, they start it. They give it to the plug growers. Okay. What you got? (laughs) You said create life. They do create. Pretty dramatic, dear, but yeah. That's pretty freaky what they do. (laughs) They're taking tissue cultures and and some goo thing and some test tube. It's very scientific. Then uh, they give it to the the, uh, uh, growers, the mm -hmm. the plug growers. They'll grow it out to to about a, a plug about the size of a quarter. And they send it to our growers. And we grow it on and flush out into a gallon size or 15 Mm -hmm. or whatever. And then it comes to us, the garden center. We're all getting together. We're sharing our knowledge, what's going on, new breeds, new varieties. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's a pandemic, post, pre, what you're looking at, how are things going, how are the employees, how do you do that? Uh, it's, it's just fun. It's it's business. Right. And so it's the industry gets together. So all the GMs and the CEOs and presidents and owners and set management level up. And then, then you get to hang out and have a beer after at the bar and then get commiserate or celebrate or and then go look at new new product coming out for next year it's just fun and what i noticed was the expense accounts came out again so <laughs> the corporation you, you corporate folks you know what this is about you salespeople, you know it's been closed for two years oh, yeah. three years they yeah. just said oh no more expenses no more spending mm-hmm. no more travel no more and that all changed just really in the last month, month and a nice. half. Really in the last month, it all changed. Mm-hmm. And it's noticeable. It's kind of fun. It's great. Cool. So you took Kinsey. Yeah, Mackenzie and I Kinsey. were in the training mode. So dad takes daughter. Mm-hmm. And we're going father-daughter team. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, learning stuff together. And then everyone's going, really? We never knew you had a daughter. I've been going to these things for 30 years. <laughs> we didn't know you had a daughter. Didn't you know you were? We thought you were. Who are you? <laughs> And so it's kind of fun to see. And then she gets to see a side of her dad because mm-hmm. we are hugely respected in our industry. I mean, we are well known in North America. We're even known in, in other parts of the world uh, for, for being good garden center retail community leaders. Mm-hmm. And so to see her go, I think it's a new side. She's seen a new side of the company through us, through right. the family that which is kind of fun anyway she's actually yeah. commented on it it's kind of fun it's good it's good yeah. to see her go yeah. i stay home and i i dog sit <laughs> i love it dog cat. and cat sit and you take care of my cat <laughs> his cat yeah my cat <laughs> <laughs> i never thought of you as a cat person until we ended up with this cat so our daughter meg moved back to texas couldn't take the cat so we've never had a cat right so now we have this cat dougie the cat doug the cat and he's a pretty cool cat He's a dog in cat form. He's actually a dog. He goes out in the yard and follows you around. He goes, what you doing? I'm typing at night. Last night I was doing some stuff and Mm -hmm. he's coming up on the keyboard going, no, I think you're done. Let's go. You need to pet my, (laughs) scratch my back. Uh, Anyway, just kind of fun. Dougie the cat. Dougie the cat. Oh my gosh. We should, we should go over garden questions. We should. We're we're starting to bore people with our If they're still tuned in. I know. They changed the channel. Like (laughs) they came back to see if we're still talking. I'm going to, oh, no, they aren't on the garden stuff. Oh, yeah, I'm on to the next thing. <laughs> All right. So Ellis in Prescott Valley says her tomato plants are producing nicely. Lots of nice tomatoes. Plants look good. But the tomatoes themselves are developing splits in them. Oh, yeah. And she wants to know what causes sure. that. Is there anything she can do to help prevent it? Yeah, you can help. So that splitting, cracking, sometimes you'll hear, you'll hear folks talk about thick skin on mm-hmm. tomatoes. I don't know about this year. Our, our tomatoes have been have a few less cracks this year mm-hmm. than, than usual. And the skins are very tender right now. 
and, and a lot of that has to do with the dryness, the, the brightness, the sun um, it causes that and, and, and water extreme. So if it's really wet and then it goes dry as that fruit swells up with water and then shrinks and swells up, that's what causes that cracking. And then if, it, if that tomato is exposed to a lot of intense sun, it's a little bit dry, the plant will actually form a little bit thicker skin as a protection to keep that seed. It's trying to, it's trying to reproduce a seed inside all that mm -hmm. tissue. And so the skin is what it's trying to, to protect its next generation with. And so this is all a defense the plant is using. So more consistency mm -hmm. in the watering would, would really help with the cracking uh, for, for our tomatoes, I always sprinkle just a touch. I'll take a tablespoon of, of Aqua Boost. These are polymers that, that swell up and hold like 200 times their weight in water. Then as they as the ground gets dry, it releases the moisture. It just gap, fills that gap because I know that's an issue, that cracking. So I'll just, when I'm planting, it's kind of maybe too late. Well, maybe, maybe not. I'll give you a quick test. Um, you, I'll just sprinkle a little bit of Aqua Boost crystals underneath the plant so, grows, so the roots grow through that. Mm -hmm. If you wanted, so this, this if you're if you're seeing some problems like that, maybe come in and get a little bottle of Aqua Boost. It's very inexpensive. Poke a little hole, several of them down beside the roots and kind of sprinkle those crystals. They need to be at the roots yeah. and they'll swell up and hold water and probably take that, that edge off. Mm -hmm. And so you'll have less cracking on the next crop. So we're in, we're in full swing with these tomatoes. Mm -hmm. There's a lot, lot of runway to go. So don't give up. Keep going. Uh, there's nothing worse than trying to cut out cracks in a tomato. You lose half. It's like blossom end rot, only right. worse. Yeah. So yeah. that's how. That's why it's happening. Mm -hmm. If so, that's a pretty common, mm -hmm. pretty common thing. Right. And I suppose monsoons don't help that. So if we get those big rains, you know, where you're getting a lot of water at once, yeah. um, sometimes that's hard to control. Yeah, it's impossible to control nature. Usually monsoons aren't really that much a factor because it's so inconsistent. Mm -hmm. So yeah, 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 it's wet this week. It's dry next week. <laughs> you know, it's kind of, that's what causes that, that cracking. Right. Um, if you get a lot of monsoon rain, you can flush your calcium out and it will actually increase your blossom end rot. That's why you really want to get a bottle of the yield booster. It's a liquid calcium. You spray the foliage. Mm -hmm. Oh, once, once a week, every other week or so. So the plants take in this calcium. If we get a lot of rain, it flushes those nutrients out of the soil. It'll actually caught the next set of blossoms where that will, will rot, get this black spot where the blossom mm -hmm. was. So those are things to watch with the heavy monsoon rain pattern. Right. So it changes every year. It's different. It does. Times. There's it no does. consistency. That is very true. That's why we're here every week here at the Mountain Gardeners, Ken and Lisa Lane. <laughs> so... <laughs> You always got to get it in there, don't you? Some way. Yeah. So Sandy uh, is moving into a new home, um, put, thinking about putting in their landscape, that yeah. kind of stuff. They came from Minnesota, which had a very short season. So she's concerned, does she have enough time yet in this season yeah. for us to put in perennials and trees and shrubs? First of all, Sandy, welcome to God's country because <laughs> Minnesota ain't it. I mean, that's good <laughs> right now it is, but I don't know. I just... It, it, it seems cold. like Minnesota folks come down here to winter, mm -hmm. up there to summer. So, but why not just stay down here and just enjoy all four seasons? Because it's nicer, better, strong. I don't know. So, um, we have a twelve-month planting season, Sandy. Don't worry about it. You're not going to get an eight-foot frost line like you're used mm -hmm. to. The lakes they don't freeze over here. No ice fishing. There's here. no ice fishing. <laughs> You're in God's country. You know, it's just, it's the four seasons. It's chilly, but it's not, the ground doesn't freeze. 
what you'll find is with your landscape, the varieties that you, you are offered change mm -hmm. by seasons. So there'll be a lot of lilacs in the spring. There's not that many now, but there's a lot of crepe myrtles now. And there's only one in the spring. Mm -hmm. You'll see the, the crops will ebb and flow. Right. Uh, the main thing you're going to watch is your zone. Make sure you are buying. So don't be fooled. All these Midwest folks come down here. I want it to look like Phoenix. I want a Sabaro in my yard. Oh boy. <laughs> don't do that. Don't go to Phoenix and buy a bunch of stuff and bring it back up here and expect it to winter over. It won't. So right. probably 90% of everything down there dies up here. So you got to be, it's a, a lot of folks get that first round of landscaping gets killed off the following spring. Buy up in the mountains, get the folks, mm -hmm. know who you're buying from. You are a zone seven. You want plants and go down to 10 degrees, maybe five or colder. Right. But no, don't go with that desert, you know, just cacti stuff. You'll, you'll be, you'll be disappointed. Anyway, that's what I can help you. Come visit us here at Waters Garden Center. We'll walk you right through the process. Ken and Lisa Lane, the Mountain Gardeners. Right back. We got more after this. You're listening to Ken Lane, a.k.a. The Mountain Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens. Hi, Lisa here with the Plants of the Week and our Denver Daisy. Produces large yellow flowers with a radiant burgundy center some might mistake for miniature sunflowers. Attracts both butterflies and compliments. Loves summer heat and extreme conditions. Now that sounds like my kind of flower. Hurry, we only grew 50 of these perennial bloomers. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Where people who love hardy daisies, they love to shop. 300,000? Imagine a landscape meaning 300,000 trees. Wow! But that's exactly how many trees Frederick Olmsted planted in New York's Central Park. That guy liked trees. Me too. A 2014 study found the more trees in a neighborhood, the lower the incidence of heart disease. Darwin, Einstein, and Beethoven hung out with trees to help them think. Trees are part of nature that helps us relax, daydream, and feel happier. Plant your own Central Park from Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Join the conversation every week as he answers timely garden questions. Email Ken a question directly from your phone to his desktop through the web at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Now welcome back your host, Ken Lane. Everything is growing fast right now. Deadhead your flowers and fertilize them, and they will come right back into bloom, just like that. So they, they're growing so fast. But they're either seeding or they're flowering. And of course, flowers, they want to form seed. That's the reason they bloom. Bees and butterflies pollinate them. Then they go, okay, I'm pollinated. Now they start to focus all their energy on seed. So we call it pinching, pinching the dead flower off or dead heading. It's got several names. But if you simply go through and just pinch off the dead spent flowers on your butterfly bush, on your echinaceas, on your gallardias, on your catmint, Catmint has been growing up. It's been knee high. Now it's flopping over, drunken in the rain. It just looks terrible. Go through and whack that sucker back. We're almost right to the ground. Fertilize it with that all-purpose plant food. It will be back in bloom in two weeks. Just like that. Fresh, new, brand new plant. Just by, don't let it go to seed. Don't let it get ugly looking. Go ahead and re clean it up. Fertilize it. 
It'll come right back into bloom for you. A little trick insider tips. Same with uh, your tomatoes. If they get overgrown, they start sending out these suckers with these runners, the side shoots. Don't let them do that. Don't let them overgrow each other. Cut some of those things back. Uh, keep, keep things pruned, fruit, you know, just some insider tips on that. One, one thing, too. Watch your tomatoes. Make sure they got enough calcium right now. If With all this rain we've had, it's flushing out some of those nutrients, so you might have to fertilize any kind of yellow leaf on any plant, but especially your, your vegetable herb plants. Make sure you're feeding those. So we've had nutrients. We planted them in the spring, and they've been growing for a couple months. Now all of a sudden the monsoon rains come. It's flushed out the minerals, and it's still growing really fast. And so they'll get off color on you. If you see that, just know, oh, I'm a gardener. I'm talking to my plants. They're telling me I'm not. I'm a little bit hungry. Those butterfly bush that have some yellow, the new yellow the growth is yellow. That's not right. They should be dark blue, green. That means they need a little bit of food. Go through, take off all those spent flowers, and then fertilize it with an all-purpose plant food. They'll come right back into bloom. And within two weeks, it'll be it'll blow your mind. Good. Whoa, rich green, all new new flowers on it. It'll be a game changer. You can take advantage of this monsoonal. It's a second growing season, really. So you can really get things to grow up quickly. Uh, those sycamores that have these bent, you know, broken leaves. You know, they got wind whipped back in June, early July. Well, if you just fertilize that drip line, so you put that food out where those outer branches are, and you 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 pray for rain. We're going to get some rain. It's going to take those nutrients right down to the soil, and you will have you will double the foliage count on that on that tree. I mean, maples, same way. If the maples have any yellow right now on them, any any new growth has a little off, they should be bright, crisp green. If they're going a little bit off color, you really need to fertilize those. They should not have any yellow on them at all. That's the monsoon rains coming, flushing the foliage out, f- flushing the, the nutrients from underneath the root zone of that plant, and they'll actually get kind of yellow on you. If you keep it that way, it, you'll lose all your fall color. So they're going to go into color here in a couple months. So it's usually end of September, October, really. They should be this bright fire engine red. If you let this yellowing go right now, you'll lose, totally lose all of that autumn color on your plants, which is why you plant a maple. You want the shade in summer and that beautiful fall color in, in, in the autumn. So it's some tricks. Keep an eye on that. All right, now take advantage. Really, I'm really trying to go after my ever my uh, native plants, and so uh, especially things that have been drought stressed. So those pinyon pines, pinyon pines would really benefit right now with some all-purpose plant food. That seven four four granular food around the drip line. They've been beat up by thrip by by. Uh, scale by bark beetle, ibs beetle, flathead borer. I mean, all of nature's been coming after them because of this drought. Now we're out of it. The plants are really, you can see them celebrating. They're taking up the moisture. Let them take up the nutrients too. And they can fight all these things off by themselves. Ponderosa pines. Some of you are up in the hillsides and you've got these beautiful, if you lose a ponderosa pine, you can literally file an insurance claim. They're that valuable. You just And you'll never recover from it. You'll never get them back. You don't want to lose one, but just fertilize now. 
It'll be a game changer for them. It'll really increase the health. You'll get better, less aphids in the fall. You'll get rid of that bark beetle. Just a little nutrients while it's taking up this moisture. It's a real game. Take advantage of it. Can't emphasize that enough. They've been under stress for really three years, and now they're not stressed. They can really recover quickly with a little bit of care from their gardener or their homeowner. They can really recover quickly. It's a game changer. So anyway, just on and on and on I could go for, for an entire show, which is what we do for an hour every every weekend. But I just want you to capture really my goal, three things every show. I want you to be able to use right then that will make a difference in your landscapes and your gardens, like right now. So that's that's my goal. I, I can part more than that, but there's a lot of different kinds of gardeners tuned in. Well, we got Lisa Watersling coming in with her garden segment right after this, but let's take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. The Mountain Gardener, your source for timely garden advice right for higher elevations. Guaranteed to make a difference in your yard this season. Wondering why my garden looks amazing? Well, that's personal. The personal garden shopper service at Waters Garden Center, that is. Before talking with my personal shopper, I had no idea which plants would be best for me. But now my garden is bursting with flowers and buzzing with hummingbirds. Just go to watersgardencenter.com, click on shop, and choose personal garden shopper. A Waters Garden expert will pick the perfect plants for you, personally. The personal garden shopper, only at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Waters Garden Companion Plants for August are Radio Red Salvias, Trumpeting Vine, and Butterfly Bush. Monarch and Swallowtail Butterflies flock to Waters Butterfly Bush with spectacular 8-inch flowers filling the yard with fragrance and beauty. Heat, drought, wind only make this shrub bloom more. Tough enough to grow in clay, but hardy enough to shine in containers. With so many colors to choose, every yard should have at least two. You'll only find impressive butterfly bush at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You're listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Mountain gardening is very rewarding with a few Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts sure to turn your thumbs even greener. Now welcome back to The Mountain Gardener. And we are back with Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. Each week she gets an entire, we should do the whole show with just you being the hostess with the mostess. The whole thing. It's hard to keep the deadlines going every <laughs> week with the show, huh? It is. Creative, fun, entertaining, and gives some garden information. Mm-hmm. 52 weeks out of the year, we've been doing this for, I don't know, since uh, two, uh, over 20 years. Long really? time. Yeah. Wow. It was the road construction back yeah. in, what's that, 2003 or something? <laughs> Whatever that was. It road construction. People couldn't get to us. And I went, what can I do to get information out so people won't forget us? Mm-hmm. It's construction. So I started teaching college classes at Yavapai College on gardening, uh, different different subjects. And then I started the radio show and a garden column. Mm-hmm. Kind of all started there out of, kind of out of desperation. And that It's kind of an entrepreneurial thing. You do whatever <laughs> you can to keep it going, to make sure your, your customers and friends don't forget. Right. You're, still, you're still alive and, and going. <laughs> and now it's been 60 years this year. Your father started this thing mm-hmm. back in 1962. Yeah. So we keep trying to keep doing proud. We do. So we really do. And then our next generation, mm-hmm. Mackenzie is now taking this thing. She's in training. So she's now the GM. What am I? Manager. Then? You're you're <laughs> did I just lose my job? GM and exiting GM. We got to both kind of work mother-daughter thing going. I so. was just fired on <laughs> <out here. laughs> 
but we'll have fun together. Okay. Where you want to go, honey? Dude. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Actually, that sounded terrible. I've just been fired. I got to accept that first. <laughs> I still need your radio voice. I keep okay. saying you need to get Kinsey in here to do the radio. Not that I don't enjoy it. It's good to have fresh blood. Fresh blood, young blood. Yeah. Talented blood. Right. She is super smart. We she went is. to this big, it's called the Garden Center Conference. These are the big players in the country get together. And she could hold her own. Mm -hmm. They're asking her questions. She could pop right up. Wow. The next one, we're going to Kansas City here in a month. It's called the Garden Center Group. It's, it's 140 garden centers. We all share information. It's like a co-op for garden mm -hmm. centers. And we're very, very close, very tight. Anything you want to know, all family owned. She's going, and we're doing financials. So our financial consultants come and going, here's your Gimroy, you retailers know what, you yeah. know, margins, turns, advertising budget, how much should rent be, all these detailed mm -hmm. president, CEO kind of numbers, CFO. And she's going, Dad, I'm worried. Could you go over this with me before <laughs> I get there so I don't look stupid? I'm going, yeah. honey, you're going to be brilliant. Mm -hmm. uh, but yes, glad to go over that with you, kind of sharing some stuff just so she knows. Yeah. So she sport. can just answer it. So she'll just know. Yeah. So anyway, just fun that. to watch her kind of come on track. It is. Very so. much so. What is this segment about? I see a bunch of my, my, my studio just smells delicious There you go. and bright and beautiful. What is the average size flowers? Like eight inches across. <laughs> what is this? So we talk quite a bit about seasonality, having color and different things all season long so that you're always enjoying something beautiful out in your yeah. yard. And so now we're moving into that late summer Autumn. Going into fall, yeah. autumn kind of thing. So there are some great perennials, great flowers that give you that late summer color yeah. that are spectacular. So we just got a bunch in. So I brought in show and tell. We should talk about those. <laughs> we haven't had marigolds like that since, yes. I don't know, like so April. So you're better at showing there, off. There, there you, you go. go. Help you out. So that's our marigold. We did get about like 150 one-gallon marigolds in. Yeah. All different colors. This is my favorite color. This is Durango red. It's kind of an orangey, dark orange, red, a little bit of yellow. It's just very pretty. Yeah. Uh, of course, it has that marigold smell to it. It's because as animals don't right. eat it. That's mm -hmm. they're, they're more, they repel insects. It's right. a lot, lot going on for mm -hmm. marigolds. And the thing I love about marigolds too, they are so easy to kick into bloom and they want to stay in bloom. Yeah. So, you know, do a little bit of deadheading, some flower power, and they'll stay kicking until a really hard frost. I would say ours were in bloom past Thanksgiving last year. Were they they really? were going into December yeah. um, in containers. Right. And they were spectacular. So, this mm -hmm. is one that takes you well past summer through autumn and, and getting right. close to winter. Mm -hmm. That's how long, that's how tough these things are. Right. It's not just a frost and they're gone. Not, not like a zinnia or dahlias. Yeah. This keeps on going. That's why right. these are right up there with mums and asters. Mm -hmm. This is a fall plant, yeah. but they bloom way sooner mm -hmm. than your mums will ever uh, right. do. So we got some beautiful winds. We got the yeah. yellow, we've got the true orange, orange, and then the Durango red. Yeah. Love Durango so red. That's one of my favorites. You got to check that out. Okay. And then of course we've got, I've probably talked about these before, but I have a very specific reason for bringing it in today. Okay. So this is coneflower. This one, this particular one is uh, Cheyenne spirit. And as you can see on one plant, you've got three, at least two to three different colors always yeah, coming it's crazy. out. It's a beautiful mix. 
you get the reds, the oranges, the whites, the yellows. Playing with the camera. Sorry. This is also being vlogged. It's, <laughs> it's podcasted. It's radio live stream. It's going on terrestrial yes. antennas. It's everywhere. Right. So it's another one that's a really consistent bloomer. Once it starts going yeah. into bloom, they're getting a little bit of deadheading, a little bit of flower power. And it's going to keep blooming, blooming, blooming all season long. Great for hummingbirds, for butterflies, birds in general. Uh, just a really super plant out there for that. And this is like, so So I've been telling folks, this is the time when you want to fight inflation. You buy plants now because yeah. there's so much bigger. This thing must have I don't know, 15, 20 blooms. It's got two, four, six, like 10 blooms on it with 10 more underneath it ready to go. You just get more plant for the money this time of year. And Cheyenne Spirit, they have a coneflower. Your grandparents had purple coneflower. That was it. <laughs> this has got every other color in the rainbow. It's, it's right. wild. It's a new yeah. variety. Very pretty. And then also Rubecchias. This is the time of year oh, yeah. Rubecchia shine. Now it's a horrible name. Rubecchia. And there's so like Black Eyed Susan or something. Black Eyed some Susan's name? kind of a common name, yeah. but they've they've come up with so many different varieties now. So this one is Prairie Sun. Look it, how huge. It looks like a sunflower. It's crazy. <laughs> Only it's much more upright. doesn't right. get that heavy seed and doesn't recede like crazy. Right. So cleaner, neater. So that one's Prairie Sun. You can't even very, see the foliage. It's crazy. <laughs> They're spectacular. You really got to come in and see those. And the other one we got. That's another Rebecca is Denver Daisy. These are the same. Mm -hmm. This one's got a beautiful black, like it's bigger than a silver dollar. Center. It's it's huge. Black center. You know why they call it the Denver Daisy? No, because it came from Denver. It is in honor of Denver's 150th anniversary. That is awesome. They created it specifically for that. That is awesome. So that's wow. a really cool flower. I would call it Prescott Daisy. That's what I would do it, but I'm biased, totally biased. Arizona Daisy, I'd call it right. something like that. So both both of the Rebecca's actually, you know, they're going to go dormant in the wintertime, but yeah. they're very cold tolerant. Yeah. So they are going to come back next year. And they're also probably going to drop seed uh, and you'll have a few more coming up. Next so it's year a wild, well. a true wildflower. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, summer through, what so, do these stop? So probably they'll turn color and start to show that straw color. End Halloween, first yeah, part of November, something like that. Yeah, yeah, easily through October. Oh. Now, the reason I brought the coneflower in and the rubecchias in is to show you the echabecchias. Echabecchias. <laughs> if I can't decide, I want one of both. So echabecchias are a cross between the rubecchia, rudbeckia and the echinacea okay so these are a cross so they're cross-pollinating the or something right. or they're, they're grafting or some other weird they're thing. doing genetics it's a okay. genetic thing but it's okay it's okay you can yeah. still have <laughs> so this one is samarina orange yeah i'll show it very yeah. dark in color it's but beautiful look at it. it still has that big beautiful blossom yep. interesting colors very very pretty great big petals coming out the thing mm -hmm. is probably i don't know six inches across you cannot see the foliage. There's so many flowers on it. And the beauty with this one is it repeat blooms by itself even easier than the other two. Mm -hmm. Just keeps on going. It's just This one doesn't recede as easy, does it? No, it, it doesn't. It so, doesn't, but it's still just a, a really cool plant to have out there. That's why it has more flowers on it mm -hmm. because it doesn't have to focus on the seed. It just focuses on flowers. So, right. mm -hmm. But it's still a perennial. Oh, yeah. It goes back every year. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Great in containers or in the ground in your perennial bag. I noticed this way. one's like $3 less expensive than the other two. Of course. No, it's not. 
Yeah, 1799. So it's big old. What is this? Yeah. Like 18 inches tall. It's huge. The other one's, the other one's 20. Oh, they are. Well, shoot, that's a lot of plants. For money. <laughs> okay, is. sorry. I thought they were 22 or 1999 or no, something. They're 1799. And then this one's Semarina Yellow. Submarina, is it? Summerina. Summerina. Oh, my bad. I keep telling him he's got to get I'm such a up. man. I can recover if I need to. <laughs> Kendalisa Lane and the Mountain Gardeners. Sorry we were out of time. We should be right back. Look for more tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts through Ken's website. Podcast the show, read his weekly garden column, or follow him on Facebook and Instagram at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Hi, Waters with the Plants of the Week and our Gold Flame Honeysuckle. Wonderfully fragrant. These blooms are in full color right now and will stay that way until the first frost of October. These pink and gold blooms are irresistible to hummingbirds and butterflies alike. Excellent as a quick ground cover, but robust enough to climb vertical structures and fences, all for under $37. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love blooming vines, they love to shop gardening and you don't know where to start? Waters In-Home Garden Service comes to you and identifies what you have and how to make it better. Design advice, water strategies, vegetable and flower gardens, soil and food needs, and problem solving. Always problem solving. You'll instantly be a better gardener. All for just $200 of expert time with a coupon to fill your garden dreams without ever leaving home. In-Home Garden Consultations from Waters Garden Center. We can be at your home this week. Welcome to the Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane. Gardening in the mountains is different. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now for better advice that works locally, welcome your host, Ken Lane. There are a lot of divots, rivers, hillsides washing out the Mud is gathering in the intersections. Erosion is a thing this time of year. And you folks with brand new landscapes, you know this because you're more exposed. Those those trees and shrubs you planted in the last 18, 24 months, they're not quite rooted enough for it for the roots to hold in all that all that soil. So as plants mature, they get they get better and better and better. Even a tree, a shrub, a grass that died three, four, five years ago, the roots are still there years later holding that hillside in. So there's a lot of benefits to the soil, to your neighborhood, to your backyard, to your, especially if you're on a, on a, uh, any kind of incline. I'm telling in Prescott Valley, that's my first house, Lisa and I ever bought here in the area. It was the backside of Prescott Valley off of Pawnee Drive. That area, it was flat. You'd swear it was flat, but there was enough of a grade, and we're on a slight knoll, you know, like Prescott Valley does. You thought that your yard was flat, but when it rained like it was a gully washer, you would see these rivers start forming, start washing things out. It'd go out towards a mailbox and fill up in the, just kind of one of those things. So we started to put ground covers around the yard. Uh, ground covers do two things. Ground covers are typically plants that are knee high or lower. So they can be right right on the ground like like a carpet, but not necessarily a good ground cover. Right now, this beautiful honeysuckle. It's a vine that one plant will, will send runners or tendrils out 
It could be six foot, eight foot tendrils out uh, from the mother plant. That's going to cover a lot of hillside quick. That's probably the most famous of all of the, not famous, the most famous of all of the vining type of ground covers. But I've seen the exact same thing. You have a pie college. Class of 83, Yavapai College. Uh, Prouds, Prouds, Proud alum. Uh, back, they used a lot of trumpet vine. They use a lot of Virginia creeper. These are very fast growing, low growing. They're deciduous plants. That is, they lose their foliage through the winter. But they're really aggressive at holding that hillside in. And they soften. They like to creep in between where you see the native Virginia creeper. There's a wild one that grows here. Where you see that natively growing, it grows in between the rocks and between the boulders. And it just kind of ground covers around things. It's most famous in the magazines growing up fences, up hills, up where, where it turns this bright red color in the autumn of the year. That's Virginia creeper. But it's a native. It grows wild here. Super drought hardy. Once you get it established, you can go on its own. But it's re really good at putting a runner down, touching the ground, and forming another plant. So you can control where you want that to go. If you've got that, you're in the neighborhood where they had to cut into the hillside to make your pad, and then all of a sudden you get this 10-foot you know, rock bank, and then your neighbor's right above that. You know which neighborhoods those are. Um, those are, maybe they won't erode. Maybe they will. Probably they will. Uh, but they're just rocky, and they're ugly. They feel like you're in a, in a cave almost. You grow some nice vines up those, and it just takes on this very garden-esque kind of feel. It just kind of glow warm in the, in the afternoon sunlight. They just make everything feel better. Plants help you feel better. So you, there's a adapt, adaptation. There's a different variety for every space, every kind of garden-type uh, architecture that you're trying to go for. Most of us are on flat hills. We've got rock lawns. Too much rock is looks awkward. And the magic formula is 60-40. If you're going to architect school, 60-40 formula. 60% of the architecture of the ground of that plot should be covered in green mass, green foliage. As you're looking down on it, 60%. This includes the roof line, the driveways, everywhere else. So, so trees cover a very large space. So this, this is where a bulk of that comes from. But it's also your shrubs. You want 60%. If you get that too light, it feels like, what, did they run out of money? They just all they had money for was rock and a, a couple boulders? They didn't, they, ran, they didn't have enough for trees or shrubs or vines? So it'll feel like it's not quite soft enough. Too lunar effect you'll hear sometimes. If you get that too heavy, so you go to 70, 75% plants to your plot, to your, as you're looking down on it, it feels like a jungle. It feels like it's overgrown. What, they didn't know when to stop? What, they don't have any money for maintenance? What, they never take care of this place? And this could be the folks that maybe they're a little older. They've had this house for 40 years. Their family grew up here. They got a little bit older and they couldn't quite take care of it like they used to in their younger days. And the last couple of years, I just couldn't get out there to take the trimming to get things back in there. And, and then you come in and buy that, and it feels, ooh, boy, they haven't done anything for a while. That's that. It went over 60%. That's what that is. And your gut will tell you, mm, not quite enough plants, or, God, there's too many. It's 60-40 rule. 60% of the ground should be, including the house, of the plot, not just the ground, of the plot, should be covered in green, soft, 
softscapes, they call it, living, breathing plants. Could be grasses, could be a perennial garden, could be a vegetable garden, 60%. With that being said, a lot of you have steep hills or you're seeing some things wash out. We try to recover from that with riprap. We'll put rocks, we call it these ankle-busting kind of sized rocks. If you walk across, and we call them ankle busters because you walk across them and like your ankle gets twisted and it busted. So you don't want those around your driveway or out to the mailbox. You kind of want something flatter. So, But we'll use riprap to kind of secure a hillside that's washing in temporarily. So, But really, plants are the best way to go because they root down, they get that soil in there. They don't allow the soil to, to take off. Vines are a good way to go. We mentioned that one. But there's a lot of great shrubs that do wonderfully for this. Of course, junipers, okay, that's, that's the main one. So if I have a lot of real estate investment kind of properties. I buy three-bedroom, two-bath homes, starter homes, and I rent those out to families. Um, those, I, I like junipers because, you know, you got a dog, you got kids, you're not quite, you haven't quite learned how to take care of landscapes. Junipers are great for that. You can't kill them. They're just bulletproof. They're great with the really aggressive roots, and there's several of them that are short. They're knee-high or below. Some of them are called carpet varieties. So they just literally, they're ankle-high, and they just spread out. Uh, some buffalo junipers, they get about knee-high, and they kind of spread out about eight foot wide. They're great. But a lot of you don't want junipers in your backyard. There you can get the same hardiness, but still evergreen. Gets a white flower in spring, red berries in the fall. Really tough plant is cotoneaster, or the way you'd spell it, cotton easter. But cotoneaster is how you pronounce it properly. It's a ground cover. It's a leafy, it's a broadleaf evergreen. Deer, javelina, rabbits, don't bother this. Pack rats, don't bother it sends out long tendrils, just spreads out. So one plant, you put the irrigation on that, and that irrigation will feed a, a six-foot-wide plant. You just zigzag those across the yard. Great plant. The native that's like that, Oregon grape, creeping mahonia, or creeping Oregon grape. You'll see this growing wild underneath like the oaks and the junipers, that kind of stuff. And they get this bright little yellow flower in the spring. They put on little blueberries that the birds just... I think they've died and gotten to heaven with, but it gets slow. Maybe it's not even a foot foot high, but it just replicates, keeps going, keeps spreading, keeps going out there, and it'll, it'll just a great little running ground cover. But they call it Oregon great holly because the leaf looks like a holly leaf. It's not related, totally different plant, but it looks like that, so the common name has taken on this Oregon grape holly. It's a native, grows wild up in the Bradshaws, the Mingus. You know, you'll just find it out there. It's a magical little plant, super easy. You can get one plant, it'll re reproduce itself. Really a great ground cover. And then the mistake you don't want to make. Don't think you can come over to the garden center. We, we make our own seed. We've got this wild grass, wild flower seed. And so many folks think they can take the seed and chuck it over the hillside and expect it to come up and and hold in their hillside. You know, out of these thousands of seed, three will come up because you just didn't give them the right space to really get them to go. You want to be more methodical, more purposeful with your gardening so you get... Wildflowers can be used for ground cover, but you want to prepare little pockets through that through that hillside. You want beside the driveway. Be more intentional and you'll get better. You'll get a faster growing, better production, better looking plant. Anyway, lots of good. I've got a handout here at the garden center. It's called the top 10 plant list. 
Use the top 10. Ground covers is one of them because it's such a popular topic. Ask for it. It's free. We'll give you one. Those are some of the ground covers you can grow here in the Central Highlands of Arizona easily in your backyard. Be right back. You're listening to local garden expert Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center, located in Prescott at 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to The Mountain Gardener. Hi, Lisa here with the plants of the week and our lavender chiffon hibiscus. This hardy variety is one of the longest blooming, most prolific shrubs showing off massive four-inch lavender flowers all summer long. This stately bush likes to show off and all for $39. But wait, there's more. These pretty shrubs come back again next year with even more stunning beauty. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love stunning hibiscus, they love to shop. Hi, Ken here with the Plants of the Week and our McMinn Manzanita. Part of Waters' expanding native selection, this is the big, bold manzanita you find growing throughout Arizona. A local evergreen growing wild with the classic red bark for a styling, drought-hardy landscape. Locally grown for local landscapes, this Easy Care shrub is just $39. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love lots of native plants, they love to shop. You've tuned in to The Mountain Gardener with local garden expert Ken Lane. Join him each week as he answers timely garden questions that are sure to make a difference in your gardens. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. So tomatoes are absolutely growing wild right now. They're producing fruits. I've double stacked tomato cages. I've got tomato cages, then I put another one on end like that. So just trying to get more. I've, I've staked those. They are taller than I am. They are really happy. They're, they love this type of, of monsoonal, late summer, warm soil, shaded. They love everything about this. I, I am starting to prune back. Now I'm giving you permission. Don't be afraid to cut back some of your plants. It's okay. You're not going to hurt them. I mean, tomatoes are like sugar-making sugar sugar factories. They just cr- produce so much foliage. But they'll get these suckers or side shoots that start running across the ground. Right, now you can't even get to the tomato to, to stake things up more. Those runners, don't be afraid to cut those things off. It's not going to hurt the production. It's going to keep on flowering. I wouldn't say cut it back to, like, ground level. But if you've got a long runner, long vine coming out, don't be afraid. It's okay. They almost need that. So for me, I've been doing that. I've been picking tomatoes, that kind of stuff. They're starting to overgrow each other. I'm going, guys, you need to get along with each other. Uh, you can't sit. You can't send that vine over there. And I just cut it off. I don't let them commingle like that. And you can do the same thing. Openness, aeration, sunshine. These are all good things. If they start overgrowing each other. Tomatoes, they'll, they'll, they'll kill each other if they're allowed. They'll just choke each other out. It's like, like this Darwinian experiment to see which one survives. So we got a lot of good classes coming up. The next three, I'm teaching the one this weekend. It's on how to plant properly. You want the most growth out of your plants? You want the best health? Right now, I can tell you the best thing you can do. This, this kind of rain is so incredible for your evergreens that have been stressed out. If you're worried about bark beetle in your pine trees or your junipers, 
just fertilize them right now with all this rain. It will it will set out a, a whole other set of growth of, of, of wood growth. It'll choke out all those bark beetles. Some some tricks and tips we'll share this weekend how to care for a plant, get the most out of your landscape. But there's some easy tricks in the monsoon. Taking advantage of this, you can really do your landscape. Your natives a true favor right now. Uh, next weekend. We've got, uh, let me try to flip. I'm trying to get over there right now, watersgardencenter.com. Oh, wildlife and bug prevention. So we'll go over some bugs. We're starting to see spittle bugs show up. A deer are eating on things. We'll go over how to deal with that. And then some of the new plant introductions that we've gotten in just in the last couple days. We'll share those so you can see what can I be planting now as opposed to maybe spring I couldn't plant those. And then the last, let's see, August 20th, the best evergreens for mountain landscapes. So lots of good content coming up uh, that, that you can kind of put to use like right now. Here's an insider tip for my friends. You've tuned in. You've kind of lurked and learned what's going on. You kind of follow us. Some of you are actually stalkers or, or groupies. I love you guys. You're awesome. Uh, but we're going to start a week early our Monster Monsoon Sale. So once a year, at the end of the season, here at Waters Garden Center, we clear out all the spring and summer things, making room for, we got fresh shipments coming like crazy. So the mum crops, almost ready to harvest. I need room. So the, uh, the we're trying to make space. We call it the monster monsoon sale. So trees, vines, um, perennials. I've got a, all the perennials have to go, except for the brand new ones that just came off the truck. They're all, they're all going to go. And they'll be at half price. So you'll hear about this next weekend. But for you all, as we tag them, they're for sale. So we'll have big streaming tags on it with the price on it. They'll be 25, 30, 50, 60% off. We'll kind of make a judgment call. But you know about it now. So kind of next weekend, the whole universe will know because advertising will go everywhere. But you're, you're the insider scoop right here because you tuned into The Mountain Gardener with Ken and Lisa Lane. We believe in family, church, community, and friendships at Waters Garden Center. Hi, Ken here with the Plants of the Week and our Arizona Cypress. If you want low-maintenance natives, easy care, and reduced water use, then this is the evergreen for you. When planted in rows, they block the wind, traffic noise, and make the perfect privacy screen. Comes in an Arizona blue, easy to grow, and prefers monsoon planting. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love native evergreens, they love to shop. If you want a more fruitful garden, increase success in your landscape that just feels better, then tune in every week to The Mountain Gardener. Years of tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts are guaranteed to make your gardens nicer than ever. Listen to this podcast or read Ken's weekly garden column by visiting watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Thanks for tuning in.